0: Hey, everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing, too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer. And there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Welcome back to the Three Angry Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dennis and Jamie. How are you two doing?
1: Doing pretty well. I'm alive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's a cute observation. Still alive. (laughs) Is it snowing out your guys' way?
1: It's snowed pretty much every day for the last week. At least a little bit, feels like. It's been annoying. Wow
0: it's been snowing here and I'm on the West coast and we're just not used to snow. And it's pretty funny to watch people freaking out, like buying like <laughs> cases of water and like, oh, like snowpocalypse 2021. So
1: I assume yeah. at least though, like there's like plows that are like putting salt or sand or something down. Like it, yeah. there's been uh there's been some like bad weather down South and like, when I lived in Texas, I think we had uh, we had snow like one time, or like it was like really cold one time. They had like shut the whole state down. Like <laughs> they're like, oh man, there's some frost on the road. Shut the state down because we have no plows to put sand down, and cars are just gonna get in accidents. And then this week, uh, there was like a hundred car pileup or something like that in Texas because they weren't ready for the ice. Speaking of
0: snows and video games and tragedies, I actually did the, the other day I was driving and. There was a car ahead, and there was this guy walking on the sidewalk, and I saw he was playing the Switch, like, in portable form. And oh, no. <laughs> the car ahead just hit, like, a big thing of slush, and it just splashed the dude in his Switch. Oh, no. Like there's no way that Switch survived. Oh, oh no. Oh. I felt so bad for him. but also like, dude, why do you have your Switch out when it's like this? Like...
1: Don't. In shitty weather, that seems like a, a dice roll for sure.
0: <laughs> I was just like, "That poor Switch, it's dead." Yeah, yeah. So
2: R.I.P.
1: R.I.P. Switch. Switch.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I just want to contact Nintendo. Like, I didn't know it was going to do this.
1: It's not waterproof?
0: <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, we're here to talk about video games, all that fun stuff, um, as we usually do. Uh, The the no-cost games uh, this week. Uh, On Epic Game Store, you can get Halicon 6, which I have no idea what that is. I picked it up (laughs) and added it to my library. I may play it later. I might not ever play it. That's the case with a lot of these free games. It's like, I don't know if this is a game I'm ever going to play, but, um, Epic's making a big push. We'll touch on that in a bit. Like they're trying to get people to check out their service more and more. And the more aggressive they get with it, the more I'm like, no, this is beneficial for gamers. So might as well. Um, and then after that, so next week, uh, there's a game called Absolute Six Zen Edition being given away for free, but probably the bigger one that most people would care about is Rage 2 will be free for all Epic Store users. Mm. Which, I don't know. I know some people weren't big fans of Rage 2, but I mean, it's a high quality FPS. It's being given out for free. Uh, hard to go wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a decent game. I didn't finish it, uh, but like, it's. It's kind of got that Mad Max thing going on with uh, mm-hmm. a lot of open world searching for goodies and stuff like that. I, I thought it was pretty good when I played it. I just need to go back and finish it. Yeah. I think there's some good DLC for
0: it too, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there was like a season for... pass, I think, that came out for that thing.
0: Okay. That makes Sounds sense. right. They could put it up there for free and then, hey, you want the DLC for this? Make a little bit extra yeah. money. Yep. So. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Epic Games, uh, they have a spring showcase uh, this coming week, and I guess they're showing off a bunch of new games and some stuff like that. Um, actually, I don't know if they actually did the showcase already. I can't. Maybe <laughs> maybe I should look that up. Um, but they do have a big sale right now, so if you
2: yeah, I see.
0: I know. Cyberpunk the, on sale.
1: They had some decent sales at Cyberpunk, Hades, Hades. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So they did do the showcase already. Um the big thing was Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC, I guess.
1: So the the entire series of Kingdom Hearts. So now you can get Kingdom Hearts modded, which means we'll get some fucked up shit, I'm sure.
0: So this is the first time J- those uh, games have come to PC, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for so. sure
0: okay um yeah a bunch of like stuff focused on like games certain games in particular like updates for
1: godfall
0: rogue company um
1: yeah i don't think i think think they showed uh was that axiom verge 2 is going to be an epic exclusive um Mm. which is pretty cool because that's a the first one of those games is pretty good, Metroid Mania. Uh, I don't remember what the fuck else they showed, but some other. Yeah, I think it was stuff that's like
0: really hyper specific to fans of these particular things. Like, you know, if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts and you want to play on PC, cool. It was I don't think know if it's much that like a general gamer would find much interest in, but like, you know. Hey. Oh, they
1: showed they showed that Magic: The Gathering. Uh, uh, Action RPG, the Diablo looking game, which looked pretty good. Oh, Magic Legends. Yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. I actually didn't hear about that until like two days ago. It looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hard building RPG. It's like super weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Part of me always thinks, too, I'm like, I can get into something like that. And then I'm like, no, our students occupied my mind. I I can't do it. But it does look cool. Um, yeah, the big thing, too, is the sale as well. I know there were some pretty good sales going on right now. So, yeah. The big thing is, yeah, I saw Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming, so I didn't realize it was the whole franchise as well. So that's pretty cool. You know, you want to play through all of Kingdom Hearts on PC? There you go.
2: Yep. Uh, I'm past.
0: (laughs) 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 I feel like with me, it's like once you go down one... One little bit of that rabbit hole, you're going down the whole thing of, like, buying, like, 30-plus games in this franchise, and I'm like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I I don't, I don't need to know the full story of Kingdom Hearts.
1: If you haven't gotten invested yet, there's no reason to start now.
0: <laughs> no, probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like it's for the diehards, which is fine. Like, I'd be interested to maybe play the first, second, and third, but then I also feel like I know in this franchise there's, like, Yeah, 20 other games that I would be missing out
1: on the story of, so... Yeah, I... They... Like, so some of those side games are okay. Some of them are less okay. But, yeah, you could probably just watch a YouTube video of all the convoluted (laughs) nonsense that's going on in there and just be about Mm -hmm. as uh, prepared without having to spend 700 hours playing through those other games. Yeah. (laughs) Um the
0: halo master chief collection 343 teases that there's a new new place and way to play which will be interesting I, that could mean any number of things some people started freaking out and assuming that meant that it was coming to ps5 and switch but i, I kind of doubt that would be the case
1: well didn't didn't uh, microsoft and nintendo announce that they were going to be doing some sort of thing together recently i wonder if this is anything to do with that though possibly
0: it would be yeah. kind of i mean i don't know I, th- I guess graphically it could probably handle the games because the games are a little older so right um but i was assuming that meant like there's those mo there's that mobile um game pass service that you can play like certain games on your phone now so i was thinking that's probably the most realistic one but switch would be interesting i mean being able to play it on the go like that, and get splashed by sludge.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't know what exactly it means, but I'm assuming that yeah, probably a safe bet is probably the mobile Game Pass. And who knows what else? Maybe it could be put on the Epic Game Store. Like I know it's been on Steam for the most part. I don't know if people. Yeah. I don't know if people really care if it's on steam and not on Epic game store or vice versa, like I use both. So I don't really think it matters to me that much, but I wonder if some right. people are like, I won't buy master chief collection unless it's on the Epic game store.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if you can't play across storefronts, then that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, otherwise like, I don't give a shit which store I buy it on, whichever one's cheapest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Oh go ahead. Uh the so I, I had to look up what that Nintendo and Microsoft team up thing was because it was I remember reading about it. It they did they Microsoft apparently helped them with that Switch concierge thing that they were talking about doing, which is like the switch apparently now has a like a thing where they show you games that you might like to play when you started up or something like that. I don't know. Seems okay. kinda interesting.
0: Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah. I also don't know, like, I don't know if the Switch would be my primary place to want to play Halo, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's cool that it's an option, right? Like, if this is true, so. Right. Uh, Speaking of Halo, there's apparently an unannounced Halo game in development. We don't know what it is, but a lot of people are saying Halo Wars 3 because there's already a, the Halo Infinite in development, so... It's Mm. probably not a shooter, but maybe, like, one of the side games. Um, I was even thinking it would be interesting if they did, like, a tactics game like they did with uh, Gears. Like a Mm. Halo tactics Mm. game.
1: Yeah, Um, Yeah, it would be kind of cool, yeah.
0: That would also kind of make sense because they already did that with Gears, so it wouldn't be that far off to do it for their other franchise like Halo. Plus, that kind of seems like it would fit in well. Like, if you had a group of Spartans that you could, you know tactfully move around the battlefield so it could be anything be, though it could be a Halo it's party be,
1: yeah it's gonna be Halo Mario party no, <laughs> uh, I wonder if it'll be a Battle Royale of some sort
0: that would be interesting like a free to play Battle Royale
1: yeah does Microsoft have any other Battle Royales right now I don't think they do so. I don't think so
0: I think they largely yeah. just rely on Fortnite and uh, Apex and other ones like that to sort of Bring in revenue for them, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they would want more of that revenue. And if you have your own proprietary one, plus Halo makes sense too, you know, shooter game and all that. There was talk yeah. of them doing a mode for Infinite that would have that, but maybe it would just make more sense to have it as as its own separate thing rather than being part of a game, right? Game like that,
1: kind of like how Call of Duty's doing their Warzone is like a separate. Thing, even though you can play it from whatever the current year's uh, Call of Duty is. So. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it could be any
0: number of things. I didn't think about the battle royale. Now that you mentioned that, I'm like, damn, that actually would be pretty viable. I would probably play that too, especially yeah. They, they have the vehicles in the Halo franchise, so presumably, like, compared to other uh battle royales which are more like on foot, you could definitely you could like get around in a scorpion tank or get into a banshee or something like that so that could be kind of interesting uh cd project red suffered a cyber attack both the witcher 3 and cyberpunk 2077 source code has been stolen oh man cd project red can't yeah. catch a break
2: <laughs>
0: that
1: sucks, <laughs> that sucks. yeah
0: yeah if you don't know in layman's terms what this means. It's basically like the source code is basically the, the game itself. And once it gets stolen, you know, it's much easier for people to just put it out onto the internet. And so it's going to hurt their sales. That's for sure. Um, we don't know if CD project red paid them their ransom to fix it. No, they
2: didn't. They, yeah, p- so they, they publicly wouldn't. was like, we're not negotiating with these guys. They have like backups that they've restored from. So I think, they're frying on their own, like sort of internally, but it is your, like just the problem of now that there's the stuff leaked out and they're like selling it on the dark web and people are buying the source code and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah, I think it'll eventually start affecting their sales, but then again, twenty seventy seven is sold, so it's got so much of a sour taste in everyone's mouth. that I don't <laughs> don't know what else could really. Hurt sales much else at this point, so...
1: The the surprise happy ending to the story is that some fucking person's gonna end up buying the source code to Cyberpunk and then fixing it and then putting yeah. it out for free.
0: <laughs> that would be, like, the ultimate, like, Robin Hood move. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I fixed it. I fixed Cyberpunk. Uh,
1: guys, That's, I did it.
0: It works on <laughs> PS4, finally. <laughs> um, Crash 4... Uh, was the latest one that came out back in october is yep. coming to pc later this year it's available for pre-order on the epic Games store uh, i've been waiting to play this one for a while but i wanted to play it on pc so i'm pretty excited that this is happening um, yeah
1: if if you're a fan of those other crash games at all it's it's a pretty good uh throwback to those pretty good yeah so
0: yeah, it's coming later this year. There's going to be a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I think people are speculating when it's going to come out. I think probably in October, because if you look at the Insane Trilogy, it came out a year later, almost exactly from the same date that uh, uh, it came out on consoles. So hmm. it's safe to presume it'll probably be the same for this, like probably around October or so that it'll come out. So
1: That makes sense. Um,
0: Blizzard and Hearthstone decided They were going to shake things up quite a bit This past week Um, So the big thing is They've added a new classic format So this is kind of Akin to like when they did the WoW Classic Um, This is just like the Original launch set of cards And nothing else so If you want to play the game with no expansions No other cards Just regular vanilla Hearthstone That's now going to be a format that you can play in um but then they also are introducing this thing called the core set and what it is is every year it's going to be a rotating set of cards that you'll get for for free uh depending on the number on your level you'll get a certain number of cards i think the max is for people who are like level 60 you get 235 cards Um, and then obviously that will be a little bit less depending on your level but this will be replacing like the older formats or the older uh, card sets like the, the classic and basic set so basically every year you'll get 235 at the most cards to use for the year and then at the end of the year they're swapping it out so i think they're trying to get people who are maybe wanting to get into hearthstone but maybe don't want to go through the process of getting a huge card collection right away so this kind of gives you a good set of cards to start off the game with if you're just jumping into hearthstone for the first time so whether that means people- i think
1: it's uh sorry go ahead no,
0: no go ahead i always ramble i was gonna say
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh i think it's cool for people that used to play and then maybe stop playing for a bit and then want to come back but don't want to have to catch up on five or six years worth of cards to get uh a decent deck i mean i know that they've been doing the the whole like um Sunsetting cards after a couple seasons, yeah. so that they're not part of the the, the core uh, uh, experience anymore. But like, yeah, it's cool that they'll just give a set of usable cards out for free, so that you don't have to actually go out and buy uh, a shit ton of fucking cards just to get something that's moderately usable. Yeah.
0: And what I like about mm. the model, too, is, you know, say if you do go into it, you start off at a low level, but you start getting levels and wanna Like, eventually every year you're going to start getting more cards. So right. presumably it's yeah. something that's going to scale as you play the game more. So, And even for, like, existing players, I think this is beneficial because you're going to get cards that you know, like, are your baseline set of cards to work with. You don't have to worry about, do I have this in my set or do I not? Uh, you, you just do. You know, everyone will have it for the most part, depending on your level. So I think it's interesting, um, you know, also kind of addresses a major issue of Hearthstone, which is the economy. You know, mm-hmm. the game has always been free to play, but I think there's been a large push towards purchasing content, purchasing things. And a lot of people have complained that it's gotten away from the uh, free to play model that it's kind of started off as. So I think this kind of gets it back into that realm of being free to play um you know i I was like my level 60 i'm gonna get the max number of cards which is probably not that surprising but i was like okay this is kind of cool this is different of course it means that all those cards that i've collected that are now pretty much useless i'll have to dust but you know not the end of the world but Mm. i wonder if this will mean more people will start playing hearthstone because i do think it's a fun game i think it's a game that does have a high barrier to entry so by kind of making it easier for people to access. I wonder if more people will start checking it out.
1: Yeah, I definitely might go back and uh, play it again. Now that I know, I don't have to necessarily spend a lot of time grinding out packs to get, you know, yeah. cards for the new seasons.
0: And I think they still leave it where, like, you're going to have to... you're If you want to be, like, competitive for the most part, you'll still want to get card packs for the latest expansion and whatever else. But... I mean, there's also ways that you can get that for free, too, so you don't have to necessarily pay for it. So, Right. Yeah. And apparently, well, I think BlizzCon is this week, and they mentioned that there will be an announcement of a new expansion. So presumably we'll have more to talk next time about what they have for new stuff.
1: Yeah. Cool. I, f- I forgot BlizzCon was pushed off so far. <laughs> like, it was supposed yeah. to be in November, and it's now, it's like, three months, four months later. So
0: I'm kind of curious what they're gonna announce because Diablo four, we haven't heard much from that in a while. You got Overwatch Two, got Di- our, um the Diablo two remastered that apparently is a thing.
1: So Yeah. Oh there, it's gonna be WoW classic uh for the the might call it um Burning Crusade stuff. They'll show that. And then yeah, I don't know. Diablo four I really hope we see some 2022 diablo 4
0: I, I i really want to see some more classes too like i think they revealed yeah. three like show me a few more hopefully necromancer but uh yeah uh let's get on to reviews slash what we've been playing dennis why don't you start us off this week what have
2: you been playing lately <laughs> i I've, i don't know what's going on i actually haven't been playing a whole lot of games uh so i've, I've only tried out this one game actually a couple of weeks back and i forgot to talk about it called um god eater 2 rage burst and i had no idea what i was getting myself into hmm. but mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like yeah i don't know if you guys know anything about it what do you know about it let's start with that
1: <laughs> anime monster hunter is what i know yeah
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, nail, the nail on the head right there that's exactly yep. what it was um i think i haven't played monster hunter but it, it looks fun and this one i think even without playing monster hunter i feel like it's worse than monster hunter um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not great i mean it's not bad i think like i read that Maybe it wasn't this specific game, uh, God Eater 2 Rage Burst, but, like, one of these God Eater games was, like, a PSP game, and it, that's what it felt like. It felt like a PSP handheld, sort oh of, like, boy. yeah, one of those games. So, so, I played maybe, like, almost 10 hours of it, and it wasn't bad. It was, you know, very much sort of what I imagine Monster Hunter to be. You just hit and slash these monsters for a long time until they die, and... You can upgrade your gear and you can craft stuff and, you know, just rinse and repeat. So it got old pretty quick. Um, The characters were all sort of, you know, imagine your typical anime character voiced in sort of high-pitched, super (laughs) high-energy, you know, voice actors. So, like, again, that also got old pretty quick. So, yeah, (laughs) I didn't didn't enjoy this one as much. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's kind of like... Yeah, it just felt like it was very the same thing, like sort of over and over again, and the story didn't really matter to me. And Mm, yeah, yeah, not not super great. I think like I'm probably only gonna give it like a five. It's it's sort of in the middle of the road. Like I think the gameplay is all right if you like that sort of style, and if this was actually like a PSP game. And I was playing it on the go, and I just wanted something to do. I think it would be really great for that, but it's not something that I want to, like, sit down and play at home. It's Mm, too bland. So, yeah, yeah, five.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious if if you ever try out, like, Monster Hunter World. Like, if you end up enjoying that more. Because those games are a lot of fun. I I kind of can see where God Eater maybe is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good, but I think I'd be yeah. curious if you actually try, like, a good game in that, like, genre, like, Monster Hunter, if you'd be more into that.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think I might. I'm not sure, though. Mm-hmm. I think I might.
1: <laughs> it's definitely, like, Monster Hunter is a lot of, like, rinse-repeat uh, hunt, hunt monsters to like grind materials to like make better weapons and shit uh so yeah yeah, i mean like there is there is a lot of repetitiveness uh i do think that the god eater games originally came out on the vita uh which is probably why they feel that way uh but i think Mm. the third one like the newest one that came out i think that one was like a ps4 thing but yeah i think one and two were almost i'm almost certain that those were uh, vita games originally so that's probably why they feel a little smaller in scope Hmm. I see. Yeah. I mean,
2: I don't know if you're if you're into anime and into Monster Hunter and you're on to go and have a Vita buy this. Otherwise, (laughs) stay away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not that great. Um, But don't stay away from Control because I've been playing Control Ultimate Edition on my computer and it's it's so fun. I'm I actually wish I've been playing it more but I've been really tired these few days so I just didn't have like the mental brain power to play this game right now <laughs> but it's so great I maybe oh, I don't even know how far in I am especially since it's the ultimate edition and it includes the DLC but but so far like I like the fact that it's the story is like very linear mm-hmm. um, and it literally like to me it just feels like you're actually like trying to sort of like get rid of this problem that you find yourself in. But it's also nice that you can explore this entire, like, shape-shifting building. Yeah. And it's fun to do sort of, like, both. But, man, that story is sort of what's getting to me right now. It, it just feels so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. How far am I at? I'm, I'm basically, I don't know, maybe this is a spoiler. I'm basically, like, right at the beginning of if your main character arrives at this you know, this control building for mm-hmm. her brother. I'm basically right at the point where I'm about to maybe meet the brother or, like, looking for the brother. That's basically where I'm at. But, yeah, okay. like, it's such a great game. Um, the gameplay, I think, is probably uh, one of the best that I've played recently. Um, the fact that, like, the gunplay feels so great and there's all the different sort of... Um, configurations of your gun so you can like if you prefer to use sort of like a charging sniper sort of gun you can do that if you mm-hmm. want sort of like a grenade launcher you can kind of do that mm. and then of course the uh levitating objects and just throwing and hurling it at the enemies is really great there's actually like a possession 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 thing i don't yep. know what you would call it it's, i don't it's know like i mind control guess it's a drill kind of thing yeah, yeah. mind yeah. control there you go Yeah, something like that, there's an aspect of that that I didn't expect as well. It was really nice, and, you know, like, I use some of these mechanics more than the other, but it's really nice to have them all there, and sometimes, I think, like, depending on the enemy type, you do probably prefer one action over the other, and I I like that sort of dynamic. Yeah, great game so far. I mean, like, I haven't finished it, and I don't even think I'm close, but it's already, I'm like, this is nine out of ten for me. I, it's like scratching all my itch. Yeah. It's really good. I never awesome. get
0: tired of tossing rocks at people
1: in that game.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: Chunks mm. of the floor just.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The sound. Yeah. The sound design in the game is really good too. Super satisfying for all this mm-hmm. the curling of the rocks and stuff like that. Nice. That's
1: Jay,
0: what do you What do you been playing?
1: So I have also actually been playing Control Definitive Edition. I uh, playing the on PS5. Uh, so I originally played through the entire game on PS4. Uh, finished the uh, story 100%. All trophies, all that crap. So like I, I've played through Control a lot, and uh, I just wanted to see it in with the new graphic upgrades that they put in for PS5, and kind of see if I could get to the DLC. Uh, the disappointing thing was that I have to play through the entire game all over again, which is... It's a minor disappointment because the game is good. Um, and I don't mind playing through it again. But it is kind of shitty that I can't, like... At least I couldn't find a way to just get in there and start playing the DLC from the jump. Uh, there might there might be an option to do it, but I, I either wasn't paying attention, which is my own fault, or... Uh, it's not possible. <laughs> um... So, yeah, but I'm, I'm playing through it. I'm, like, pretty early on. Like, I don't even think I've made it. I might have made it to, like, the first boss. Uh, but I, I played it with the ray tracing on so I could see, like, the difference in the reflections. Because basically, like, every surface in that game is, like, super, like, reflective. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and when you play it with the ray tracing on, like, the reflections are, like, pixel perfect. You know, it, it looks legit fucking great. Um. The downside of that mode is that it's only running at 30 frames a second, but it seems to be pretty solid in the frame rate and uh, haven't really had any dips or anything like that. So uh, we'll see how it it holds up in some of those later areas where there's a lot of shit being thrown around and uh, monsters are flinging shit all over the place. Mm. Uh, At that point, it might struggle and maybe then I'll switch over to the 60 frames a second mode. But uh, for now, I'm pretty pleased with the graphical uh, improvements. And uh, hopefully I'll eventually get to the DLC. Um, we'll see how long it takes to get there. Uh, so yeah, Control still, still looks really good. Definitely worth uh, the free uh, download on PS, uh, PSN. Um, so yeah, I've also been playing through some more Black Ops Cold War. Uh, the season, the current season one is coming down to a close. I think there's like 10 or 11 days left. So I'm just trying to finish grinding out my season pass because I think I have like 14 more levels to go. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm t- just playing a lot of multiplayer, a little bit of zombies. They added uh, a new zombies map uh, within the last week or two, which is pretty cool. That's uh, kind of like set in uh, like Vietnam, and there's okay. I think it's Vietnam. It's it's like a, it's like a bunch of jumping around in the jungle looking. Area, so I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be in in Vietnam. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a more open like type of map than the other one. Uh, but there's also like teleporters all over the place, and you have to turn on generators in this one rather than the one central place you turn the power on in the the original zombies map. But it's pretty good. They added some new monsters like that look kind of like uh, big giant sharp teeth uh super zombies which are kind of cool and i guess at the end of uh this one you have to like fight a giant monster with like uh turrets and missile launchers and shit which seems kind of cool. but i haven't gotten that far yet so Mm. uh but yeah i am i'm still liking it a lot uh definitely uh if you're into Call of Duty, I mean, I can't see any reason not to keep playing this game because <laughs> it's it's really well done, and they keep adding maps and every. It's just going to get better uh, for the rest of the year. So nice. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then, uh, the other games I've been playing, uh, I picked up Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, on Steam because I think it was like. Ten bucks, and I've been waiting for it to drop down to like a price that I was like willing to you know pay. I think normally it's like thirty bucks, and it's been on sale for twenty bucks a couple times, but like for ten bucks, like I couldn't pass it up. Uh, so yeah, that game, much like the first one, it's a uh, Metroidvania. It's really, really well, uh, well done in terms of like their their art uh, direction. Like it looks like a hand drawn. Um, you know, piece piece of uh, art. Uh, it's very fluid animation, and it's visually just very stunning. Uh, I've only gotten probably <laughs> 5% done with the game, I think is what it said, when I Uh-oh. looked at the the oh. completion percentage. So I'm still really early on. Uh, like, I think I did, like, the very first mission and, and a couple side quests here and there and got a couple health shards and that's about it Uh, Mm. but yeah it's very promising so far like this if you're into Metroidvanias I can't see any reason why this is not one that you'll probably enjoy uh, just based on my initial impressions but like I said I'm still really early on so I probably don't want to give it an actual score yet Uh, curious to see how it will hold up uh, compared to the first one which when I played that was one of my favorite games of that year Uh, so let's see yeah, and then the last thing I've been playing is the uh, the new Paper Mario game on the Switch, uh, which is, yeah, Paper Mario and the Origami King. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Uh, I picked it up last weekend. I think I probably put in, like, about 10 hours, maybe. Maybe five or five to 10 hours, somewhere in that range. It's hard to tell because when I've been playing it, I've been, like, kind of just doing it while I'm watching TV and shit. Um, but yeah so far it's uh, pretty enjoyable the standard humor that's in all those Paper Mario games is definitely present in this one uh, they wrote you know a bunch of pop culture you know jokes in there and uh, the writing seems to be pretty on point um, if you're into the Paper Mario series I think you'll probably appreciate what they have there uh, the combat is actually surprisingly different from some of the other games so like some Paper Mario games basically the combats just like turn-based. And then you'll have like oh and you press the button uh you know right before mario jumps to do some extra damage and that's usually like the, the the end of like the complexity in paper mario combat um this one has this weird added element to it where it's like kind of like a puzzle game uh so so fights in this game uh, all take place in this like ring battlefield and like the way the enemies are lined up, you can like either line them up in a line so that you can jump on all the enemies in a row, or you can like have them close to you in a group of four, and then you can like hit four at a time with your hammer. Uh, so what happens is you have these concentric rings and you can either like spin the ring or you can like shift a column of, of spaces on the ring down. So you can kind of like tweak where things are on on the The battlefield and based on like where the enemies are lined up you can get bonuses to your attack and and uh have an easier time hitting multiple ones in your turn uh so they they kind of like make you they they start in like a way where you can hit everything and then they shuffle everything around and the you have to like solve basically the puzzle of like how to get them lined up in a way where you can hit everything in your two turns or something like that okay Um, so yeah it's like a cool little added puzzle thing they give you the ability to buy like it's on a timer, so you have to like do it within like some time limit. Uh, otherwise, you like it's just fight them where the hell they are, and you might lose the ability to, to hit more than one in a turn. Um, but you can you can use coins to buy more time, uh, so that if you're like kind of stuck, you'd be like, all right, well, let me just dump five hundred coins into the the time meter, and then I can take a little extra time to figure out what the hell's going on with this particular puzzle. Um, I found that most of them are pretty easy. A couple times, I've been like, "I don't know what the fuck they're doing here." Like, <laughs> I've I had to just like, well, I guess I'm only going to hit two enemies this turn because I have no fucking idea how to get them in a way that makes any sense. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's it's a little bit of once you see the patterns, you kind of like know. Oh, okay, I shift this row down, and then I can rotate the whole thing, and then this will be the answer every time I see this problem. It's like the same uh, basic way to fix it. So they they do have some. Okay. Some um, what's the word <clears throat> uh, similarities in the way the puzzles are kind of structured so that you kind of get used to doing it in certain ways. Um, and then the boss fights are kind of like uh, set up with the same ring, except for instead of normally like the way they have it set up, you're on the inside and you have to like uh, set the rings up so that Mario can hit everything from the inside. When you're fighting a boss, uh, since I've fought one so far, uh you start at the outside of the ring and you have to like line up these like arrow patterns to like get to the center to attack the boss it's kind of another neat little puzzle uh mini game thing uh but yeah it's it's pretty cool the combat is definitely engaging and interesting uh and the game has like a lot of like little hidden things to find throughout the maps uh so it's pretty cool uh i definitely like, again, I'm still pretty early on, but I think my early impressions, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10 just because it's really well done. It seems like there's a lot to do. Uh, the the way they break up the the world, you can kind of tell there's, like, five or six major sections, and I think I'm still in the first major one. So mm. there's, a, there's a lot left to play, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely digging it so far. So, yeah, 9 out of 10. Nice. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, also in the Mario train, I've been playing Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury, which is nice. the latest um, in terms of the, uh, I guess, re-releases of the Switch games that, you know, I'm not saying that as a bad thing because it's actually quite decent, but it is kind of funny to think of like all these Switch games that fun or um, what do you call it? Um, the... Wii plus or I can't. Is it bad that I can't remember what the old console was called? The Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. Because yeah, that makes. <laughs> it's a
1: terrible fucking name. That's why. That
0: yeah. <laughs> this plus. doesn't make any yeah. sense. Why it would be called the Wii the Wii U? I almost called it Wii Plus yeah. for some reason. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. No, this is uh basically it's a re-release of that game, and then they've also added a new kind of story section called Bowser's Fury. What I like, because you were complaining about Control, you want to get to the extra content, uh, you have to play through it. What I like about this is, when you're at the front menu, you could choose if you want to just jump right into Bowser's Fury or if you want to play the 3D World. So, you know, very uh, easily accessible if you want to just play Bowser's Fury, although I would recommend you play through 3D World as well. Uh, I'm not that far. I only got my copy on Friday, so I haven't been able to play too much. I probably have put in a collective of like five hours, I think around like two into the main campaign and then three into Bowser's Fury. Um, I like both. Uh, The nice thing about 3d world is it's pretty much Mario. You know, there's that certain level of comfort whenever you play a Mario game you're like, I know these things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The power ups are back. Um, What I liked about when you play Bowser's Fury is you can hold multiple uh, power-ups now, so y- anytime you get a power-up, it goes into a bank of, and it goes by section, so you can, like, hit up on the D-pad and choose a power-up and swap it out. So it's actually really easy to, like, quickly just change your power-ups on the fly, which I thought was pretty interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it, it's pretty much Mario. I, I think my issue with both the regular campaign and... Bowser's Fury is that I don't know I it doesn't feel as cohesive of a package as some other Mario games. You know, I think in compared to like Super Mario Odyssey or some of the other games that feel a little bit more tighter in terms of like well being well constructed games. You know, this feels a little looser and it feels like in some ways and this isn't necessarily a bad thing that they were kind of you know, on the fly, just kind of coming up with different ideas and stuff. And it just kind of seems a little incohesive, but it's still a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm still, like I said, only like five hours in, so I'll have a lot more to say next time. But for now, at least, I'd probably say it's around to like an eight out of ten. I would still recommend it if you're a Mario fan uh, who's wanting to play some of these games again.
1: So, is the Bowser's Fury, like, the Breath of the Wild kind of thing where it's, like, open and you really don't have, like, levels? Like, you're just going to different pieces of the map? Like, that's what I, it seemed like that was what was going on when I was yeah. watching the videos.
0: There's, I mean, there may be more, but it looks like, to me, like, there's just one giant map that you just yeah. traverse in. It, I don't know if it's entirely open world, but it definitely feels like it, but... I'm, I'm kind of, I want to play a little more to figure it out, but it does definitely seem open world ish in terms of, you know, if you wanted to uh, just hop into playing, you know, the game, you, like once you beat a certain island, you hop on this dinosaur that kind of like takes you to the next island and then you just kind of mm-hmm. go out there. So it it's weird because it's not fully open world, but it does kind of have elements of that. So yeah. cool. Uh, the other game is Little Nightmares Two. Uh, this is the sequel mm. of Little Nightmares, and interestingly enough, the protagonist from the last game is sort of like a uh, assistant or like another like an uh, it's not player controlled, but like someone else, some other like NPC that basically helps you in the game. So. Uh, If you played Little Nightmares 1, uh, you'll kind of pick up on that. But also, you don't have to have played Little Nightmares 1. You can just play this as is. Um, It's a really creepy, atmospheric, kind of like a inside or other kind of like creepy side-scroller game uh, with a whole bunch of like creepy elements. Uh, I actually really enjoy this game, except for one big issue I have, which is that it's short. Uh, my, my time credits rolled on the game, it took me four and a half hours to beat the game. And that was with me doing mm-hmm. like some collectibles and other side stuff. Uh, this is not a very long game. So if you're looking for a game, that's got some meat on it, this is not it. I do. They still think it's a good game, but you know, at, I think it's like $40 American right now. It, you know, you might want to maybe question if you're wanting to pay that much for a four and a half hour long game um so i give it still like an an eight out of ten but i did really feel like that length was almost hurting it because like by the time i beat beat the game i was like ready for more and then it's like credits start rolling i'm like oh okay i guess that's it i guess i'm done
1: so
2: i've been Uh, meaning to play the first one i've owned it for a while
1: now they're pretty good. good. It's it's yeah. also pretty quick, but uh, it's worth the, the time to go through it, I think.
0: And I think there's something to be said for a nice short game, like, you know, with backlogs being what they are, and you have so many games yeah. in your library, having something that fits into that four- to five-hour range is, in some ways, refreshing. But in this case, I wanted a little bit more. Like, I would have been fine if this game was, like, ten hours. You know, it didn't have to be, mm-hmm. easy, like, incredibly long, but, like, even just double what it was would have been quite nice, so... Hmm. And I think just do the value proposition's a little skewed. Like forty dollars for a four and a half hour long game. Like I don't know, for some people that might be a hard pill to swallow. Um, been playing some more boulders Gate Three is not that surprising. I think I play that game almost as much as I play Hearthstone nowadays. uh <laughs> the game is so much fun. Whether you're playing as you know a warlock or a ranger or whatever like i don't know i keep finding new things every time i play that game just like little nooks and crannies and different side quests and different people to talk to like it's amazing you know they only have put out like the first act of the game or a little bit less than that but it feels like there's just so much stuff in that world to explore and see and i've been playing i've had multiple playthroughs of that game so um, yeah, I really want more Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I hope they start adding some more classes and some more story content soon because I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for more. Uh, I did start well, I played the Crash Insane Trilogy before but I wanted to play it on PC. I had the, like, Crash you know, itch and I wanted to play it. Um, and I started to play, this was before I started to get, I started playing play Mario And now I kind of feel like I'm a little burnt out on these uh, sort of platforming games. But Insane Trilogy is a lot of fun. And on the PC, it actually looks a whole lot better than it looks on the uh, console. I was playing uh, it on the Acer Predator, and it looked really nice, actually. So definitely would recommend if you're a Crash fan and you're a bit of a graphics nut, you can play it on there. Especially with the fourth one coming out soon uh i did also pick up a well i have played apex legends quite a bit in the past but mainly on my uh, ps4 i wanted to play it on pc uh so i got it on steam and i've been playing that quite a bit uh i unlocked the new cosmetics pack that they have that also includes all the champions up to the newest one uh and yeah a bunch of cosmetic stuff uh, if you're not playing Apex Legends, you should give it a try. It's a lot of fun uh, gameplay-wise in terms of like the shooting mechanics and stuff. Uh, zipping around and doing other stuff like that. I just find that it's a game that, even if I just play a match or two each day, I'm getting quite a bit out of it in terms of fun content to play. Uh, and then finally, I'm still chugging away at tw- Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I still haven't beaten the game, but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys still play <laughs> Cyberpunk at all, or have you just kind of stopped?
1: I uh, beat it, eight, so I stopped. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I did not beat it, but uh, I'm. I've been taking a break because I've been waiting for patches. <laughs> oh really?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I've I've been like I don't know. I played like a few hours every week of it, so I'm still playing along. Uh, I got really into buying cars for a while, and then I realized oh. that I should probably like start doing story stuff. Because it's so fun, and, like, one thing that I really enjoy about that game is you can just call your cars to you, like, on the fly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, I really wanted to have a huge selection of cars, so I was just going around buying cars for the longest time, just adding them to my collection. I even got that one that's, like, the the Batmobile, basically, so.
2: (laughs) I don't think I got that one.
0: It's, um you have to do a certain story mission and then you have to go to this cave and in the cave there's like a a container that is open and inside is this like car that's pretty much like the fastest car in the game and it's modeled to look semi like a batmobile at least that's what people say i to me it just looks like a black sports car but apparently some people say it's like the batmobile so so yeah uh, cool. Well, I guess since that's it. Well, be, we'll have the BlitzCon stuff to talk about next time. I'm sure there'll be some, some announcements from that.
2: So, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Critical Role one-shot that they're going to do there. Do you guys hear about that? No, Mm-mm.
0: what's
2: that? Oh, well, I, I don't know if you know about Critical Role, but they do like D&D on Twitch. Um, yeah. But they've been invited to do a Diablo one-shot.
1: In oh BlizzCon. nice! Oh, actually, mm. I think
2: that might be today, or was it next week? I forgot. Whenever BlizzCon is, so mm. it's gonna be pretty cool. It's what I've been looking forward to.
0: Makes you also think too. If they're doing that, they must have some Diablo stuff to show off. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. Uh, well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye bye.